0: This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Okay, morning everyone. Um, those who don't know me, my name is Dani Greef. I'm here from Alvers And... I, I never spoke to the worship team about what I'm going to be speaking about this morning, but it's amazing how all the worship songs are totally in line with what the sermon's going to be about this morning. So you can really see God's hand in that. And to start off this morning, we're going to play a game. Does everyone not know how 30 seconds works? Does everyone know how 30 seconds the game works? Okay, so I'm going to have three um, things or characters that I'm going to describe, and I need you guys to, to interact with me and in case who the person is okay so i've got an unfair advantage because i prepared (laughs) so i just would like you guys to interact with me okay so the first one is he was the youngest son of a lot of sons in the bible he got thrown into the pit he got sent to egypt joseph yes okay next one so he was he fought an army with 300 he started off with a lot he asked god for two confirmations Gideon, yes next one he's almighty he's holy he's love he's everything in one word god And that's what we're going to speak about this morning. you guys see how we describe people and characters and objects and places through things that we've known of that person, through things that that person has done, through things that we've gone through? And it's so much the same with God. We often describe God by characteristics of himself that you've come to know. You describe him through things that you've gone through. You describe him through through events that you've gone through, you describe him through what he's revealed to you about himself. And this morning we're going to come and see, but there's so much more. There's more to God than what he has revealed to you. What he's revealed to you is amazing and praise God for everything he's shown. But we should know that there's so much more always, always waiting for us. So the topic for this morning, the sermon name is the great I am. Um, God is the great I am. And I shared a sermon when we were doing our identity series a couple of weeks back, and we spoke about identity. And I had the first sermon in the series, what was about, who am I? And that sermon was all about um, what God says about us. So God saying you're accepted. God saying you're loved. God says that no matter what you've done, it's okay. You are redeemed through the cross. And just all about what God is pouring down on us. And this morning, we we switched it around. And we're going to say, but what, what do we see of God? What do you say about God? What do you say who God is to you? If you had to describe God this morning in one word, what word would you use? If you had to describe him in 10 words, what 10 words would you use? Would, would you have the capacity to be adequately describe God and say, this is the 10 words that describes God? Or would you agree with me this morning by saying that there's no amount of words we can use that can adequately describe how great it truly is? We can use our words, we can use everything we've gone through, but there will always be more. Um, so we're really going to focus this morning on who God is to us as individuals and as Christians and through the, road, through the walk we walk. So God will often, we're going to touch on it through the, through the sermon, is God will reveal the character of himself to you that he knows you will respond to the best. I'm going to share now now a bit about my personal story and how I came to Christ. And God knows what He needs to show you to get your response. If you grew up with a dad that's really strict, really angry all the time, he's not, probably not, God can do what He wants, but He's probably not going to show you His holiness and His righteousness right away. He's probably first going to show you you're loved and you're accepted. If you were like me and you grew up in a place where You had a loving father and a loving family but you always thought you're in control you always thought you can do what you can do you you're quite confident of yourself then God's gonna put you in a situation where you're hopeless and he's gonna show you listen I'm the almighty I'm the righteous I'm the holy one and in that place he's gonna rescue you and that's that's just God's nature he will show to you what he knows you're going to respond to because he wants to draw us near He wants to draw us near to himself all the time. So we're going to go to the scripture in Exodus where where Moses is confronted with God and where God responds with that saying of, I am who I am. So in verse 11, Moses says to God, who am I? That I should go to the Pharaoh and that I should bring the children out of Israel to Egypt. Out of Israel, out of Egypt. And you see the question Moses asks, who am I? Who am I that I should do this? I think Moses had a couple of issues that he wasn't sure about. I don't think Moses felt like he's capable of doing what God has called him to do. And he'd ask God this question of saying, God, but who am I? Why me? Why are you asking this of me? Isn't there someone else that can go? And then look at God's response. And he says, I will certainly be with you. That's all Moses needed to hear. God, Moses didn't carry on arguing after that. After that, Moses went. It's all, and God knew that's what Moses needed to hear. Because he knew that was the place and the character of God that he needed to hear at that moment. It's just saying, I will be with you. And this shall be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. So God reveals himself to Moses in this situation according to what he knows Moses is going to respond to and according to what he knows Moses needs to hear to accomplish where God is sending him. And when Moses asks God, but what what do I call you? What name can I use for this that you are showing me? What can I label you as? And God says, "Uh -uh. there's no labels that's going to fit. I am who I am. No label is going to fit what you want to call me. There is no word in your vocabulary that can describe me. I am who I am and nothing can compare to that. Because that's how we are. We want to describe things in a word because that's what we know. That's what we're capable of. And God just comes and says, I am who I am. Nothing we can use can adequately describe how great our God is and how almighty he is and who he is to us but he will reveal his character to us through the road we walk with him. So when God, when God says, I am who I am, I think that's exactly what God is saying to us as well this morning. That has never changed. The God of yesterday, the God of today, and the God of tomorrow never changes. And if there's anyone here this morning that's feeling, but God, why me? Who am I? Why has why this situation come across my path? Why do I need to go through this? Maybe December time is for you like, you don't, you, everyone is having this expectancy for 2019 and 2019 is amazing and you're just flooded with all these worries. You've got all these questions. And maybe God is saying to you this morning, but I will be with you. The same response Moses gave, God gave to Moses, I believe he's giving to us this morning as well. That I will certainly be with you. No matter what you're going to go through, no matter what's facing, no matter the questions, no matter the trial, no matter the tribulation, I will be with you. And if you're going to try and put a label on it, God's going to respond and say, I am who I am. I will reveal to you what I know you need. But we need to seek him as well in that place. We need to seek God. God is constantly drawing us near, but we need to come to a place of hunger towards God, saying, God, I need you. Because we need to respond to that which God is showing to us. The response will always be in our hands. That's where free will comes in. So this morning, I would also like us to, to look back, look back on, on what you've gone through, up to where you are today. What, what of God's character has He shown to you that, that you've come to know? that you know this is true of who God is because I've gone through this, I've gone through that. He has showed me this. I know this is who my God is. And you will know these, these things because when someone else comes and he say, someone says something against that, you'll be like, uh-uh, that's not the God I serve. That's not the God that I know. And you know that because God has showed that to you. God has revealed to you that part of his character. He has showed to you whatever it may be, but you know and you hold steadfast onto that thing because you know that that is who God is. And I want you to, at the same time, I want you to look back and see through, through things you've gone through, through circumstances you've gone through, that maybe were tough, that maybe were difficult, and to look back and see, but God, I know you better now. Due to the things I went through, I can stand here today knowing that I know you better. If I didn't go through that, I might not have known that characteristic of you. You need to go through a financial crisis before you see God as the provider. If you haven't ever trusted God for money before, because you're really in a time of desperate needs, you're never gonna come to a place where you see, sure, God, you're actually the provider. I remember once I, to testify a bit as well, as I went on an outreach and beginning of last year. Yeah, beginning of last year, we went to Nepal, Um, when I was still in South Africa, we went to the group of friends, we went to Nepal, and we needed quite a lot of money to go to Nepal and do the outreach. And a couple of people did not raise the finances they needed, and they decided not to go. And I was two weeks from going to the outreach to leaving, and I still needed 10,000 Rand. I still needed 10,000 Rand to go in the outreach. People are WhatsApping me, saying, Donyan, you're still coming. You don't have the finances. What are you going to do? Saying they're still praying for me, trusting. And I... I knew I have to go. I knew God said, Donnie, go. And I made the commitment and said, I'll borrow the money from my parents and then my first salary will be paid directly into the outreach. So I made a couple of plans just to make sure I can go on the outreach. A week later, all the finances was paid. A week before the outreach already. God didn't even, sometimes it's like the day before. um, A week before the time, God's like, yeah, Donnie, here's all the money. From random places. Sometimes like a 500 there and a 500 there, and later through all the donations, the 10,000 rand don't go in the outreach. Therefore, until today, through that testimony that I hold on, I know God is the provider. Through that act of faith, through that act of, of God revealing that to me, I will always know God is the provider of all finance. And nothing can change that. No one can tell me something else. If someone else says, Donnie, but you cannot do that because it doesn't make sense, but I know God is saying I should do it. No one will be able to tell me something else because God has revealed to me that he's the provider. And this is just a small example. Um, And another part I want to share as well is, when I, so I said, now, now, I've, it's not a good characteristic of myself that I'll be vulnerable this morning. Um, I'm often overconfident. I've always been, uh, choose me, I'll go, run in front. Um, want to be in control of things always. Um, I don't like being not in control. I don't like the unknown. Um, I don't like not knowing what's going to happen. I always want to know this, 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 the process of things, knowing everyone's going to do that. So always liking to be in control, liking to know everything's going to run smoothly. Um, and that's part of who I am. And due to that characteristic of me, I had to come to a place Where I was in varsity 2015, and we—I'm not going to share the whole testimony, but we got expelled from our hostel, our ask committee members, and almost got expelled from the university. There was a strong possibility of being expelled from the university. And in that time of almost of not knowing whether I'm going to be expelled and carry on with my studies or not, um, it's in that time that I'm like, God, I'm not in control anymore. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I'm not that confident. (laughs) I have no confidence and I've and I just came to God and said God I don't know what to do I don't know what to do right now I wasn't at that that time at a place of intimacy with God or surrendered to my life to Him I have not been baptized or anything at that time but I've known God I've heard of Him I've I've experienced His Holy Spirit back when I was in high school I may have neglected Him in the last couple of years by that time but due to the the, the seeds that other people have planted in my life when I went through that situation I know that I've heard of this character of God I've heard of people telling me that he's almighty I've heard of people telling me that he's he's greater than whatever I can face and due to the seeds that other people have planted and things that I've heard of his character at that moment I was like okay God I surrender I surrender this to you I did not know what to do And in that time, God showed me what I've heard. That which i previously only heard about, God came and He revealed it to me through His Spirit. He revealed to me, I am the Almighty One. I will be with you. I will not forsake you. I will certainly be with you. And therefore now, when I look back three years forward, no matter what I go through, I look back at that. And if trials come, if tribulations come, if difficult times come, I look back and I remember, God, you showed me you're with me. I know you're with me. I know no one, can, no one can take your place. I know that I can trust in you and not fear. I know that even if the world tells me, Donnie, you should be afraid right now, I know that I do not need to be afraid because my trust is in God. And that's just how our God is. is he will reveal to you part of who he is, and then we need to hold on to it. We should not allow situations and people to change our image of who God is. Never ever allow people or circumstances to change who God is to you. Because it will happen if you don't stand firm. So we're going what to what I want to go into next is to weigh up the characteristic of God versus who God is on the other side. And you will say, but Donnie, that's that's the same thing. The characters of God is equal to who God is. But I just want us to look into the the difference between the two of those things this morning. They are the same, but they're also not. So as I said, there's two main ways that God reveals his character to us. One is through personal experience and revelation through the Spirit and through God through times that you go through. The other one is through Scripture. Maybe you've never experienced the love of God Maybe you have never had that personal, intimate experience of knowing, but God loves me. But maybe you've read it. You've read that God says, I am love. Then we need to go, and, and as I was in that situation, I've heard of, I've read of God is love. I've heard of this character of God, and I'm in a situation where I'm like, God, I don't really feel loved right now. When we're in those situations, we need to stand firm on the word. We need to stand firm on that which other people have told you. You need to stand firm on that which you've heard or read, and know that God stands in your word, I will believe it right now. And that will often, from that point, it will turn to a personal conviction. It'll turn to a personal revelation. So there are a couple of words in the Bible that is commonly used to describe God's character. We're going to go through a couple of them very shortly and um, put them on the list with the scriptures. So I'm not going to go into each of the scriptures. I just put it there that if there's someone that wants to take a picture and you want to go read through it later, um, you're welcome to do that. Um, so I'm just going to give an overview of each one of those. There is a lot more. That, that list is not comprehensive. There is a lot more to God's character and to who He is. Um, so the first one is love. God says in 1 John 4 verse 16, He says, I am love. And the fullness of love is, is comprehended in God. There is no love outside of God. There is no love outside of his presence. And when you're feeling unloved, God's love will always be there. Um, We're going to speak, I'm going to share Nana as well, is, is Jesus is the perfect example of God's character. The life that Jesus lived on earth was a manifestation of God. He was God in the flesh. Therefore, when we look at the life of Jesus, when we read the Gospels and then look at what Jesus done for us, we know the character of God through looking at his life. So when Jesus died out on the cross and God says, I I sent you my only begotten, for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten, begotten son. That's the love he sent out through Jesus. Saying, my son can die in your place. And next one is God is holy. We've had a series that we just did about holiness and extreme makeover. And what we shared last week as well is God's holiness is he's perfect. He's blameless. He's all-comprehending. There's nothing wrong with him. Like I th- if you see something that is perfect and blameless, just imagine that. Something that is no fault. Like there's nothing that you can say is wrong. That's God. Absolutely no fault in him. And then righteousness as well. Righteousness is carrying on to that is he's perfect in conduct he's perfect in all his ways he's just his judgment is perfect god does not make a mistake god cannot make a mistake he's faithful no matter what you're going through he will be there we is yesterday will be tomorrow He's omnipresent. There's no place you can run. There's no place you can go that you can hide yourself from God. Whether you're going to be here, whether you're going to go home, where you can go to the middle of the dunes, God will be there. He was there before you got there. There's no place we can go or hide from God in His presence. God is sovereign, God dictates the world, His will is perfect. God is gracious. He has grace for us no matter our shortcomings. We can boast purely on grace. God is unchangeable. So as I said, like, if, we, if we read the, 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 the Hebrew words that is used for God in the Old Testament, there are a couple of words. I'm not going to go into them now. Um, it's words like El Shaddai, Jehovah Rapha, um, El Gibor. All those words, I'm not going to give a comprehensive list of those, but all those words also describe God's character and in the Hebrew where we just use God there were different words used to describe a different character of God in that situation and then it comes to the New Testament and it says but Jesus Christ manifested the name of God therefore Jesus Christ manifested every name that was used for God in the Old Testament Jesus Christ manifested the perfect nature of God therefore when you come and you look upon Jesus You look upon every single character of God. You look upon every single thing that God represents was represented through his son on earth. So therefore, we need to cast our eyes upon Jesus. We need to cast our eyes upon him always. Looking upon him If you are here this morning and maybe you've come to know His holiness or you've come to know His love, but you're in a situation where you really need God's righteousness to come through, trust Him. Trust God in that situation. Trust Him to to reveal that part of Him to you when you're in that situation, when you're facing that, that place. Because He will be there. He will be there. Another testimony, I wasn't planning on sharing this one, but so... In 2013, um, I fell off a, a beetle at Varsity and I knocked my head on the ground and I was in hospital for a while and I lost my sense of smell. And doctors told me I'll never be able to smell again for the rest of my life. My fibres between my nose and my brain, like, I don't know the, the doctoral terms, but they said it got, oh, it's away, it's not there anymore <laughs> and, then, and it cannot grow back. And in 2015, the 15th of May, um, people prayed for me, and I got healed, and I regained my sense of smell. And once again, therefore, I know God is the healer. Through the experience that I had and through the healing that God gave to me, I know that He's the healer. You need to pray for someone that's sick or that needs healing before you're going to see that God is the healer. So we need to put ourselves in that situation. Maybe you do not have a personal testimony as I do. Like, okay, but what now? Must I wait until I'm sick before God's going to show to me He's the healer? No. There are other people that need healing. There are other people that have broken bones. There are other people that have shortcomings. You be the agent. You be the agent of God's love. You be the agent of showing people who God is. Because that perfect character of God, when you got baptized and born again, that character of God and the Holy Spirit comes, lives inside of you, and you become the representative of God to others around you. Therefore, we should be looking upon God and Jesus Christ, and through that which He reveals to us, we need to show to others as well, so that we are just an open vessel to show back to God. So He brings down, and we bring forward, and we should be the agents. So so when you come to experience God, because I remember, I'll never forget it, the people told me on that, when I was on that camp, they said, Donnie, freely you receive now, freely you should give. And they told me that weekend after I got healed. They said, Donnie, remember now, freely you received, freely you go and give now. Because God doesn't just bless us to be blessed, he blesses us to bless others. When God gives you whatever prosperity, share it. We should not keep God for ourselves. And when we are ignited, when we are filled with God and His presence, we will not be able to do anything else. When you feel like you need to force yourself, first go back to God. We should never be at a place where I'm forcing myself to do this. So come to God in your striving. Come to God in your place of, God, I don't feel like doing this. And when it's because of fear or something like that, ask God to remove it. Say, God, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of what other people are going to think. I'm afraid of what other people are going to say. Say that to God. God, I'm afraid. Share it to other believers alongside you and say, listen, I, I, don't, I don't feel like doing this. And God will take you through it. He will take you through it because I can guarantee you there are other people that were through the same thing as you were. I can guarantee you you're not the first person feeling the way you are. I guarantee you you're not the first person that's afraid. And therefore, we're a family what God has revealed to me has revealed something different to someone else and therefore we grow together. We're here to grow together. We're a family of different members of the same body. So we need to be open to see what someone, what what nature of God is revealed to someone else. So when they maybe, they have an opinion that's different to yours, be open to hear it. Because you just might learn something. Me too. I struggle with it a lot. Because of the nature of God that I've seen, and I'm like, sure, righteous, almighty, da-da-da. When it comes sometimes, and someone's like, grace and grace. I'm like, (laughs) yeah. And I need to work on it. And I'm being vulnerable again. It's something that me as Donnie needs to work on. Because it's not something that comes natural to me. It's not something that I've had a personal encounter with God yet. It will still happen. I trust it. But as I'm standing here, I've never personally encountered that. I know it I've read it I've seen it in other people but it's not a personal thing and therefore I struggle with it and that's as you sit there maybe it's the same thing for some for a different part of God for you and we need to grow together then uh, what I think we should watch out for a mistake that I think I, we often make as believers and as people is we take our circumstances we take what we go through and we allow it to change who we say God is. We ask the question of God, why must I go through this? We're like, God, if you are good, why this? God, if you are love, why? And I think just when we ask those questions, we should just change it around. Say, God, I am going through this. Show me your love. Not God, if you are love. Because then we are putting ourselves in a place of doubt. Stand on the word. God, I know you are love. I know you are faithful. I ask that you will be with me. I ask that you will show it to me again. And that's what we should do. That's our response that we should have in those situations. Never use the word if. Really, let's make a commitment to ourselves that we will not use the word if. If God is love if God is almighty, if God is holy, we should not doubt the character of God. No matter what someone says, no matter what we're going through, we know that it's true. We know that it's the truth. We should never use the word if. So just change it around. Say, God, I know that you are faithful. I know that you were faithful last time. Show me your faithfulness again. Show me your faithfulness again. I put my full trust in you. And maybe it won't be immediate. Maybe the situation won't change, but God will be with you. As he said to Moses, certainly I will be with you. No matter what they say, certainly I will be with you in the situation. So, What I want us to take away from this morning is that that God will reveal to us parts of his character, but there will never be the fullness of who God is. Therefore, I say, the character of God that you have come to know is not equal to the fullness of God. His full character that he is in himself is equal to who he is. But the parts of his character that you have come to know is not equal to the fullness of God. That's what you have come to know. There's more. Even if you've experienced this love so magnificent, there's more love. Even if it's a character of Him that you've come to know, there's more of that as well. There's always more with God. As we sang that last song, it's saying, may we never lose our wonder. May we never lose our wonder of who God is. As children looking upon a king, just imagine a little child looking onto a king. How oh, that child, you're oh, this king. How often are we like that with God? Do we still see God as our king above everything? Reigning on the throne, being in control of everything, and being outside of time. So God, God reveals to us part of his character to lead us closer to him. He will reveal to you parts of his character so that you can grow in intimacy and grow near it. Johannes, will you guys go up and just that, want to play that last song again, please? And I want to ask three questions to each of us this morning as you are here. You see, the moment... We place God in a word. The moment I as Donnie goes and I say, God is holy, I place God in a box. I'm immediately labeling God. I'm immediately limiting him to who I know he is or to where I have come to see who he is. So I want to ask you this morning, have you placed God in any box? Have you placed God in a box of His character saying this is who God is? If someone says something outside of what I've come to know, they must be wrong. Or are we, the second question is, are you seeking more of God Himself? Are you seeking God to show you more of who He is? Are you constantly saying, God, I'm coming to church this morning to know you better. I'm coming to church this morning trusting you to show me more of who you are. I trust that this afternoon while I'm eating lunch, I will see something new of you. And oftentimes we should not, I think, we place limits on where God can show us who, more of who He is. Sometimes you could be driving in the car and you see a tree. And the tree is just revealing God, God revealing to you, but it's all a matter of growth and things will come over time. Even if the wind blows and the worst weather comes, my tree is planted on solid rock and I will keep on standing. It's practical examples that we can go through every day in nature. All of nature, all of creation proclaims the nature of God. Everything that is placed around us, everything is created, worships Him and proclaims His name. Do we look upon His creation and try and see God in it? So I want to ask you, are you seeking more of God? Are you at a place in your life where you're still seeking God? Maybe you used to seek Him. Maybe back in the day when you first gave your heart to God and there was this fire and you just could not stop reading Scripture and you could not stop doing all those things. You were so hungry for God. You couldn't wait for small group. You couldn't wait for church. Now it's just something you do. Are you still at a place where you're seeking God? There where there is no one around you, in the secret place. Waking up when when He wakes you up. The third question I would like to ask is, are you allowing your circumstances to chase you towards God or to chase you away from Him? Are you taking your circumstances and that we are going through and saying, God, this is what I'm going through. I know that you are faithful. Come show it to me again. Or are you saying, God, you say that you are faithful, but I'm going through this. It cannot be true. The response is in our hands. You will always have free will. You need to decide to say, God, I know you are faithful. I know that you are with me. I know that you will never forsake me. And when you go through that situation, give it to him. Give it to God. He will be there. And now we're going to sing again that last song of may we never lose our wonder. And I want you to use it as a time of reflection on these three questions and also use it as a time of reflection of of looking on to God. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.